Hi, this is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. My guest today is Andrea Prasida. She uses the pronouns she, her, hers. Andrea is a holistic health and wellness coach and certified essential oil specialist with doTERRA. She lives in Oregon with her husband, two boys, dog, mini pig, and tortoise. Andrea got into the health and wellness space because of her own health issues. She was finally diagnosed with Lyme disease and CIRS or chronic inflammatory response syndrome four years ago after suffering from symptoms since sixth grade. This led her away from the jewelry business that she had since college and into helping others discover natural solutions for their health. This business combines all of her passions, being creative, helping others, and natural health. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I am super curious what oils you have used to get in the mood for our little chat. Oh, I put several on. (laughs) Um, The adaptive roller. Oh, yeah. um, To calm me. Peppermint for some energy. Breathe for energy. And I put on some rose. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I just put on rose and blue lotus. And then before we got on the call, um, redoing my allergy thing for so lemon, lavender, and peppermint. Yeah. Uh, So for all those reasons, we'll get more into oils. But first, I am curious. So we met each other because of the essential oil business. So we are what we say in the network marketing business, cross-line cousins. And you had shared that you had just gotten a diagnosis of, uh, gosh, I thought you at the time were thinking you had fibromyalgia. That's what I was told. Uh Um, I guess it would have been 12 years ago now, 11 years ago. They didn't know what was wrong with me. And so I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I got started with doTERRA, found an amazing naturopath, which was like the third one I had been to, that he actually figured out what was wrong. And ultimately being the Lyme disease. Yeah. Okay. And it's been, and it's expanded into other things like the chronic inflammatory response syndrome and them having the dreaded mold gene and oh all these gosh. things. Wow. Okay. So when I look at you... And we've, you know, we know each other personally and whatnot. And right now we're on a Zoom call so we can see each other's because we're all social distancing at the time of this recording. <laughs> we're in COVID-19. You look like a normal adult. Yep. Yep. That you don't, you've got great skin, you look pretty healthy, but you are suffering from or have suffered in varying ways from all these things. Yeah. Can you kind of explain what it's like to be in your body? I haven't really known anything different since I have probably had it since sixth grade. Mm-hmm. That's when symptoms started for me. But you didn't know um, at the time or did you I had know? no idea. And I was asking my mom, I'm like, why didn't we look further into any of this? And she's like, well, we didn't know. Like we just figured you had migraines and ulcers and all these things at a young age. And um, so they just didn't know to look for it. And nobody knew anything about Lyme. Um, so I've just, I've never felt well. Mm. So to me, it's just normal. Right. I don't know what it feels like to feel amazing. I definitely feel a lot better now than I ever did. Um, but yeah. Well, and you had shared with me before that uh, being pregnant triggered some things. So while I was pregnant both times, I felt better than I've ever felt. Felt amazing. Um, but it was after both of those that 
things got worse. Mm. So with my first son, it was when I stopped nursing him, I stopped at six months because I was working and it was just really difficult. And that's when um, body pain started, which wasn't, it was different this time than I had had in the past. And then ended up having to quit that job and completely de-stress, did a ton of chiropractic, all those things, yoga, and we moved up here and I felt better. So I got pregnant with another one and it was six weeks after having him, I got an IUD and that immediately within a week, completely flared up all of my pain, all of my brain fog, everything. And I hadn't been the same since, even though I had the IUD removed, I had done food allergy testing, cut out the eggs that were supposed to be really high on my chart and um, none of that worked. Do you have a sense of how many doctors uh, in any profession you visited to help deal with your stuff? I'm going to say at least 20. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all different types because I had been to a rheumatologist. And um, when I had that first real bad flare-up, I had gone to uh, a doctor, like a nerve doctor, to check for carpal tunnel. And I've been to um, digestive doctors and so many different kinds and nobody ever put anything together. Okay. So when you, th- so maybe after your second little one was born and that six weeks after on a scale of one to 10, how and 10 being the most uncomfortable, how would you rate the discomfort in your body? If you can go back in time. It definitely varied, mm-hmm. but it was pretty constant. Like I, I would get random shooting pains like Mm. in my hand. Just all of a sudden I feel like somebody was stabbing me in the hand. Um, And then I was having horrible feet pain and um, just it's pain that would just move around, would jump around from part to part within an hour even. Um, So, I mean, it's, it was always there, but it varied. Can you give it a number? A discomfort number? I'd say the worst, maybe eight. And then but maybe like a five constant. Okay. Just totally guessing out of the top of my head. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm asking you. I mean, you're, yeah. he's a couple years older than like, you know, six weeks now, right? So. Yeah, he's eight now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. How would you rate discomfort in your body now? Way better. Um, during being locked down at home and not eating the way I should. Um, I've had more flare-ups than normal. Um, but if you don't count the arthritis in my foot, I would say one or two most days, unless you're dealing with the foot pain and doing a lot of walking and all that. Right, right, right. Okay. Thank you for that baseline. Yeah. So your health has basically been like screaming at you in different ways. Yeah. So I think it, it feels natural to me that you would be interested in your health. Yeah. So what changed? What were some of the things that you did to be able to get that constant discomfort down to hopefully more manageable number? Definitely dealing with my stress. And I I knew that from the first time that I really flared up, um, that stress in my body is not good. Mm -hmm. Whenever, even when my son would cry, I remember that I'd be in the car with my mom. I couldn't, we, he wasn't even staying at my house for two months because I, they didn't want me lifting him because they didn't know what was wrong with my arm. So he was living with my parents and I remember being in the car and he would cry and 
the pain that I was having elbow pain and the pain just like be so bad. Wow. Yeah. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm curious what things that you did. So like, so when, when that started oh, yeah. to get unlocked and so you said managing stress. Yeah. So definitely managing stress. And so with the oils, emotional support was huge for me. Um, I have suffered from anxiety mm-hmm. since about sixth grade. Um, which just progressively got worse and especially worse with kids. And so managing anxiety and depression along with my stress and just being able to cope Mm -hmm. has made a huge difference. So I have a 13 year old, as you know, and I have noticed and thinking back to my own life. So I'm curious, I probably need to do some research on some studies that those middle school years, fifth, sixth grade are so triggering. Yeah. Well, we also had a big move in oh. sixth grade. We moved from Canada to California. That's huge. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I started my period in sixth grade. I I also went camping for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if I had gotten it there. Right, um, because it is Lyme disease. Yeah. Um, but there's also just a lot happened uh-huh. that year. I mean, it was a huge move. It was traumatic, but there was some huge changes. I mean, I, in fifth grade, I was, I learned how to ski and I was going down black diamonds. Come sixth grade, all of a sudden my knees were killing me and I was terrified. Like the anxiety got so bad that I couldn't even do the bunny slope. Oh my gosh. Which was really odd. (laughs) I don't ski. Uh, And so, so black diamond sounds like it would be a really challenging thing. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. I was fearless then. But then a year later, it just something triggered. and Wow. Yeah, it was very interesting. Interesting. Okay, so managing your stress and knowing that your stress largely came from emotions has been yeah. instrumental. Yeah. What are a couple other things that you have done to help manage how you feel in your body? Definitely supplementing. Oh. doTERRA's supplements have made such a difference for me. Mm-hmm. I used to take naps every single day. Yeah. I had to, to get through the day. Um, and I don't anymore. And they definitely, I don't respond to things the way most people do, which has been frustrating for doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, cause some patients will, will respond to things immediately. And I either respond in a bad way or I don't respond at all, or it takes a really long time. So while some people within a month will feel a difference, it took me maybe a year to really feel a difference using the supplements. Yeah. But oh, now wow. when I don't take them, I notice it. Yeah. 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 Andrea and I both teach classes on the supplements and we'll have um, links to each other's social media and whatnot. So you can get linked up to our own respective classes uh, where you can learn about the supplements and we dig into that much more deeply. Yeah. Uh, okay. So stress supplements and what else? Um, yeah, just all the different ways to manage my stress. I mean, I listen to meditation apps and um, I've learned I need alone time, <laughs> <laughs> which has been so hard during this whole situation. Oh. Do you identify as an introvert or an extrovert? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I love people. Yeah. And I love going out, but I love being at home too. Right. And so I do need that time. And after doing the strengths with you, with yeah. you, 
I realize I need time to think and process. And if I don't, my brain, my brain likes to just go, go, go. And I need quiet time. Right. To to like make sense of it all. Yeah. Yeah. As an aside, that's what dreams can be largely for people. That's a way to make sense of our, our days. Interesting. That's another conversation. Um, Okay. (laughs) So you've gone back to stress a couple of times. So it sounds like I'm going to guess, tell me if I hit the mark or not. It sounds like stress is maybe 75% of what's going on. I think so. That's huge. Yeah. So, And I know other people with chronic illnesses that have said that stress triggers it for them too. Yeah. Well, you know that I have Graves' disease. Right. And stress is a trigger. Yeah. And... I've written extensively about that on my blog. You can all look at that there. <laughs> okay. So we have a couple more minutes and then I want to take a break. Okay. So let's talk about Lyme disease really quick and maybe um, this chronic inflammatory response syndrome, just to get an understanding of what it is. So Lyme disease is, can actually be spread by anything that bites. Mm. Um, so it's always been said that it's from ticks and I think probably way back when it was, but now it can be mosquitoes. It can be spiders. Um, it can be passed down to your kids. It can be, they're thinking it can be sexually transmitted. Um, so I think there are a lot of people out there that have it and have no idea. So I know a handful of people now who have or had Lyme disease at least three prominently who have shared their stories with me in some way. And each of you, the only thing you have in common besides having Lyme disease is that it was this troubling thing that doctors couldn't figure out. The response your bodies have had has all been different. And the methods you each have taken to solve your problem have all been different. As unique as your, y'all are snowflakes. (laughs) <laughs> is that pretty I mean, common back, yeah I mean it goes back to the whole bio individuality of people anyway but with Lyme it can there's so many different co-infections mm. so there's other things besides just actual Lyme disease there's Bartonella Babesia so many other co-infections on top of it and so what somebody might have completely different symptoms than somebody else um there's also a lot of times mold is linked to it. Or if you have Lyme, you can have mold issues too. Um, like I also have reactivated Epstein-Barr virus and the MTHFR gene. So there's just so many different components. It's not just you have Lyme and that's it. Like here's some antibiotics and there you go. Um, so yeah, it's a very complicated thing, and which is why it's really hard to diagnose. Yeah. And it mimics a lot of other things. Oh, gosh, that's really, that's that's just tough. Yeah. And medicine is a practice, right? So we're always learning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is this chronic inflammatory response syndrome? So that is, had been a newer diagnosis. And I'm not sure if it's linked to mold or if it's from the Lyme. My numbers were extremely high when I was tested, um, which led to that diagnosis. But I haven't been tested for mold levels. I just know that I have the mold gene. So rather than the mold and Lyme gene, um, which means that it's even harder to deal with it in your body. Um, 
So it's just basically my body is constantly in a high inflammatory state. Wow. It's, I mean, a little bit of inflammation is fine yeah. in your body. Like that's how your body repairs itself when you get a cut. But mine is like constant high, high right. inflammation. Right. Okay. Let's take a quick break and let's come back to how that's changed what you want to do in the world. Are you tired of moving month to month without any flow? Are you ready to get more in alignment with the world around you and your purpose? I believe we are all better together. And when I mean we, I mean all of us. From those who know their purpose and are connected to their environment to those who are just learning to be connected and what their purpose may be. I am here to hold space for us to learn together, to mastermind together, and to make magic together. So I'm hosting new and full moon circles every month. We'll circle up about three days before the new moon and just before or on the full moon. Together, in circle, on Zoom, we'll get grounded, we'll journal, we'll explore, and we'll mastermind together, both metaphysical and natural supports to keep us in alignment. Want to learn more? Visit www.michelleasley.com slash mooncircles. Space is limited, so be sure to grab your seat today. Welcome back. So you shared that you are a health coach. Yes. Andrea, why did you want to become a health coach? (laughs) (laughs) Because I've had so many health problems and I just want to help everybody now. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So if you were to help everybody or if everybody was able to get the kind of, I'm going to say, targeted and individualized health support that they need, what would the world look like? Oh my gosh, there'd be so much less disease and happier people. Just the world would be better. Less misery. Oh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Mm. I just want to sit on that for a minute. Like, what could we do in the world if people, if there was less misery floating around? Okay. So what do you do as a health coach? So I help people... My The thing I want to do with the health coaching part of it is help people manage their stress um, because that's been such a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot to get to that place where I can control it. Um, and so I want to be able to teach others the tools that they can use to do that also. Um, and then combining that with the oils and different products and everything that I've learned personally Um I've just, I've had so much experience with it that that's where I want to focus right now. Um, Cause there's so many symptoms that come from that also, like anxiety and pain and um, headaches and all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And try to help people. So many people have chronic health issues these days. So I just, I want to find a way to help people manage that and feel better. Awesome. So are you, um, you said you want to help people do this. Are you not currently serving as a health coach or is it, are you like, you're going I'm to I'm getting a health coach certification. Oh, great. Okay. Um, but then I'm do doTERRA also. Right. So. Which is, we, we guide people as best we can. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, you did jewelry. You're so please check out Andrea's things because she has an amazing eye for design and style. And her, her presentation in the world is just gorgeous. So you're welcome. So you went to school for art. 
I did. Well, I, the year before I actually went for business because <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And took an economics class. And I was like, no, this is so not for me. <laughs> um, and so I begged my dad to let me go to art school. And he's like, okay, do what you want to do. And so I did that thinking I was going for graphic design because I didn't know that I had the ability to draw and paint and sculpt. Even though I had taken six art classes my senior year, I knew I liked it, but I didn't think I had any talent. Um, So once I started doing all those things in art school and discovered a jewelry class, I was like, wow, I actually can do this. And I don't want to rely on computers. Mm. I was like, technology is just too many issues. And I just, it wasn't, I liked using my hands Mm -hmm. more than just using a mouse. Um, So I got into that. Graduated doing that. I had a job during school doing that. And then um, was hired full-time after, which is actually where a lot of my stress came from. From the regular job. Yes. Yeah. If I wasn't stressed out, my boss freaked out that we weren't busy enough. Right. So I was better off being in a constant state of stress because it was not good. Right. You don't have to share the company, of course, but can you share generally what you did for work? So I ended up being the production manager of the jewelry studio. And then we opened up a store. We moved, opened up a store in the front. And so I was the um, store manager also. And I absolutely loved it. So like, don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved it. Um, it was living the dream. It wasn't my business. So I didn't have all the responsibility, even though I did have a ton. Right. Everything kind of fell on me. Um, I had to deal with all the issues when my boss was out of town. And so I loved it, but it was very stressful. What did you love most about it? Being in charge. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, and then, then you had control of. Yeah. I I like to have control. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Some people don't and some people do, and we need both in the world. Um, so you're able to use your creativity and have control over this beautiful place and then also walk away because it wasn't yours. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't let that go. Oh, okay. So I was always a worry. Um, my boss also never really let it go. Like I remember having my first son and getting called that same day on how do I do payroll or how do I do commission checks? And I'm like, I just had a baby. <laughs> so it was... Even if I tried to let it go, I couldn't. Right, right. Okay, so you were probably, what, in your late 20s or mid-20s at the time? I mean, I started in school, so I was 19 when I started there. Oh, okay. Um, and I was there for nine years. Yeah. Yeah. I have observed that my 20s were a really great time to re-solidify what I wanted to do in the world and that you know changes and fluctuates but it also helped me work more on my self-confidence and begin at the later end like actually this is even closer to my 30s to understand that I could have boundaries does any of that resonate yep uh so you're this young woman right you know um going through this, not knowing that you could maybe speak up for yourself because it's like just a, it's a normal trajectory, right? Yeah. This, and, uh, and then in undergoing all of this stress because you want to do a really good job. You want it to be perfect, I dare say. Yeah. And 
not having good boundaries to be able to check that that was your boss's stuff she was bringing to the table and like where that inner, and then at the same time, having all these health issues and not really knowing what those health issues were. Oh, that's kind of a storm. It's a perfect And storm. I also didn't have confidence in myself mm. and I didn't like change. Mm-hmm. So I never, if I wasn't forced to leave because of my health and then us moving up here, I would probably still be there. Like I just trying to find a new job. I didn't think I didn't have confidence in myself. I didn't think there was anything else that I could do. Even though you had like ran this store for a decade. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be logical. That's okay. Yeah. And I mean, I'm really good with like technology stuff. Yeah. And I just, I can figure things out Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of skills, but I never gave myself credit for that. Right. I'm like, I didn't go to school for that. I couldn't do that. But now, so then, so then you did um, uh, the jewelry on your own for a bit. And then you switched and have you retired your jewelry business? Yes, finally. So no more jewelry? No, it feels so good. I finally sold my jewelry bench last fall. That was, I, I didn't want to be in this space. I've become very aware of the like energy and how I feel. And I didn't even want to come in this office, which mm. was crazy. It just was weighing me down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I finally sold it, like this huge weight lifted. Mm. Felt so good. Yeah. So what do you do now? doTERRA <laughs> and health coaching. <laughs> so what does that look like? So I mean, I I do a lot because I am creative. Mm-hmm. So I love doing all the things with my business, from creating graphics to designing emails. And I love customer service. I love helping people, which I did with my jewelry. Um, but it's different with this. Mm -hmm. And I, there's no stress involved with this for me personally, with the jewelry packing up orders because I was a perfectionist and having to make sure everything was perfect and not just slapping it together was so stressful for me and hitting a deadline. And um, so I finally figured that out, that it was causing major stress, even though I loved it. Mm -hmm. And that was not worth my health. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So with this, I get to do, I'm I'm not lacking any of the things that I did with that. I get to just put it all together and it's been, it's just amazing. Mm. Do you have any dreams or goals of how many people you'd like to help through through doTERRA and health coaching? Thousands, just as many as I can. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, we need to talk about your pets. <laughs> They're I, a huge part of me. Well, and I learned something. So do, Andrea and I will attend doTERRA's global convention. Uh, and a couple years ago, they shared this. For me, I found it to be a surprising statistic. And that was two thirds of American families are pet owners. My family, we solidly live in the one third. <laughs> and I just couldn't believe that. But there's, you know, tons of dogs and things in our neighborhood. And within our oil community, we know a lot of dog people, especially. Yeah. So could you tell us about the pets in your family? I have always been a huge pet person. Mm. And so I've never, I think for only a short while, um, I was without. And it was a huge 
whole for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. They provide me with so much comfort and love, even the crazy ones, um, and just unconditional love. And so we had a dog. And then a few years ago, we added a tortoise to our family, which has been the best pet, let me tell you, because there's, they don't, I mean, they don't, once you get their setup right, they don't require much. They're not noisy. They don't come barking at you for food. They just chill. So she's been an amazing, just quiet, calming pet. Oh. Um, but I've always wanted, always wanted a pig. Why? <laughs> it's been a favorite animal of mine since I was little. Like, did it I, come from Charlotte's Web or? No, because I hate spiders. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't like Charlotte's Web. <laughs> Um, I don't know. They've just always been so cute to me. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm going to do what I want in this life. Life is short. I have to go for it. And so we got one last year and my husband is like ready to get rid of her, but she's my baby. Mm. What's her name? Chloe. Oh my gosh. And so what is a mini pig? So technically it's anything under 300 pounds. So just so everybody knows, <laughs> but she's definitely on the small side. Yeah. Um, there is no such thing as a teacup pig, a micro pig. They don't exist. Those are babies. Um, so they can get big, Yeah. but it's, it's mini compared to a farm pig. Okay. Okay. Which is like 600 pounds. All right. Um, but she's 27 pounds and she's 13 months, which is really small for that age. Um, so hopefully she won't get bigger than a hundred. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we'll see. They grow for up to five years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Wow. But she lives indoors. She prefers the inside over the outside. Just a little spoiled. <laughs> do you share Chloe on your Instagram? I do every once in a while. Okay. So you can check her out there. And she's actually adorable. a link to her Instagram on my profile. Oh, perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll have all those links in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about a lot and we're about out of time. So I want to know what is one thing people should do if they have a mystery health thing? Keep digging. Go find a naturopath that is well-versed in a, like that will just keep digging um, because they don't, they all have their specialty and sometimes they just, that's all they know. Mm. So I had gone to two before the one I went to and she even said, she's like you and one other patient of mine, I cannot figure out what's wrong with you. You both have the same kind of issues and neither of you are responding to anything. Mm. So I guarantee she probably had Lyme too or mold issues um, and did not know the proper testing. So this was a referral to me. So somebody else who had mystery stuff going on um, referred me and I'm so glad that I gave him a try. Yeah. Because, yeah. So keep digging. Because when I was first given that fibromyalgia diagnosis, I was like, I'm 30. Right. I just don't believe that. And I'm not going to accept that. And so I just stopped going to doctors for several years because they didn't they weren't helping you no and I didn't want that diagnosis on my record because of the whole like pre-existing condition thing yes and I didn't want to be on medication Mm. and so I just 
didn't go. And even when I went to a doctor for some reason, I didn't tell them what was wrong. I didn't tell them all the other things Mm -hmm. um, because they just weren't helpful. So find somebody that is going to listen to you and dig deeper. Right. And I hope you hear how um, listeners, Andrea is touching on our complicated insurance and medical system. And that we'll have to wait for another episode. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So Michelle and I recorded this about nine months ago, and I'm happy to say that I graduated from my coaching program and am coaching now, and I am focusing on women with fibromyalgia and chronic Lyme disease. It just seemed to be the best thing for me to do since it's what I have dealt with personally. Um, Stress is definitely part of it, so I cover that as well, Um, but I do have a coaching program that I'm offering as well as a free Facebook group. So Michelle has added that to the um, show notes. If you know somebody or if you are somebody that is struggling with fibromyalgia or chronic Lyme disease disease and is looking for community and support. So go check that out. Balance Shared is produced and edited by me, Michelle Astley. The instrumental music, Grass, by Silent Partner, is from the YouTube Audio Library. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you've loved the messages of co-creating a better future and digging into ourselves, maybe you'd like to become a supporter. Email hello at michelleastley.com to get your sponsorship guide. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together.